my friends in Christ, it was Pope Francis who came to mind when I read the words of St. Paul in today's reading from 1 Corinthians. I came to you in weakness and vulnerability, and my message and my proclamation were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of spirit and power. The image that came to my mind as I reflected on those words was of Saint Pran uh, Pope Francis, rather. I canonized him early there. <laughs> Pope Francis standing before that immense throng gathered in St. Peter's Square immediately following his election, bowing low before the people, humbly asking for their blessing. Talk about coming in weakness and vulnerability, in spirit and in power. And the past seven years have been filled with similar moments. Think of the way he visits a prison every Holy Thursday in order to get down on his hands and knees and wash the feet of men and women inmates and actually kiss their feet. Or of the way he has humbly and publicly asked for forgiveness whenever he has been in the wrong or offended someone by something he said or did. We don't expect that from a pope, do we? Or think of the interview he gave to the editors of Jesuit publications from around the world when they asked him the question, who are you? The first words on his lips were, I'm a sinner. But thoughts of Pope Francis didn't stop with the letter to the Corinthians. The Pope also came to mind in the Gospel reading where Jesus spoke of his disciples as being the salt of the earth and the light of the world, which is exactly what Pope Francis is. We all know that when it comes to food, salt makes the difference between flat and flavorful. And Pope Francis is definitely anything but flat. And the light that shines within him is a bright spot on our world's two dark horizons. Salt and light. All of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ are called to be both salt and light. In a world that can be pretty bland when it comes to holding onto values and keeping commitments, we are called to be salt. In a world that can be pretty dark when it comes to the power of evil, we are called to be light and to shed light. We are salt in the world, my friends, when people recognize that there is something decidedly different about us, that we live our lives with a, a certain zest, that we aren't afraid to speak out against things in our world that are just wrong or contrary to the gospel of Christ. And we are light in the world when Christ the light shines through us and people are able to see his face in ours. This morning, I want to say a word to you about an opportunity we all have to express our thanks for some people who have added salt and light to our own lives and to the life of the church. I'm speaking of sisters and priests. Before I do so, however, I want to acknowledge what we all know, that some priests and bishops through a terrible abuse of their office, have been anything but salt and light. 
That is a great sadness and a grievous wound on the body of Christ. And the church must continue to take every possible measure to ensure that none of this ever happens again. But this morning, I want to say a word about the many hundreds, many hundreds of faithful sisters and priests who have given their lives in service to the church here in Western Washington. This coming week, you are going to receive a letter about the Called to Serve as Christ campaign, launched over a year ago to recognize the gift that sisters and priests have been in this local church, this archdiocese. The campaign is raising funds to support the retirement and medical needs of sisters and priests. Already in the early phase, the quiet phase, I would call it, of the campaign, Many of you in the parish have all made, already made incredibly generous gifts, amounting to, believe it or not, about $3 million. Now we're coming to all of you to give you the opportunity to support this very worthy cause. And just to be clear, this is not the annual Catholic appeal, and it's not sacrificial giving. This is a capital campaign launched specifically for the retirement and medical needs of faithful priests and sisters of the archdiocese. It's a way, if I may refer to the reading from Isaiah today, of not turning your back on your own. So, if your life has been positively impacted by the ministry of sisters and priests over the years, and I would have to say mine certainly has, this is an opportunity for you to say thank you. It's as simple as that. As I said, you'll receive a letter about this in the coming week. But to tell us just a bit more about the impact of this campaign and to invite your participation, I'm going to invite to the pulpit a sister who labored here in our parish for many, many years, who just recently moved to Portland to live in her community's retirement center. She's known to most all of you. Would you please join me in welcoming an amazing woman who has been both salt and light in this parish for nearly 40 years. Please join me in welcoming Sister Ann Herkenrath. Good morning. Thank you very much, Father Ryan, for inviting me to, to come and come back to visit. It's so good to be back here. I miss you. I'm doing okay down there, but I miss you. I am speaking today on behalf of the campaign called to serve which aims to help communities of women religious and the priests who have served in the parishes of the Archdiocese of Seattle. So let me begin by saying a huge thank you to those of you who have already given to this campaign. And in the words of Blessed Solanus Casey, I thank God ahead of time for all of you who will make a gift today. The Sisters of the Holy Names of Jesus and Mary have been a part of the 
Archdiocese of Seattle since 1880 when we opened our first school on 2nd and Seneca. We sisters have been a part of this cathedral parish for 109 years since 1911 when we were invited to open the cathedral grade school. In those days, as well as up into the 1960s, the sisters worked long hours for very little pay. We received $25 a month here at St. James. The work was its own reward and we didn't complain. And we sisters never thought of retirement. In those days, we knew there were younger sisters coming behind us who would take care of us when we got old. That's not the case today. In fact, back then, many sisters died with their boots on. Even after the cathedral grade school closed in 1972, the Sisters of the Holy Names continued to minister in many ways right here at the cathedral. I've been privileged to spend 42 years of my 70 years in religious life here in the Archdiocese of Seattle, 38 of them right here at St. James. These years have been such a joy in my life. God has spoken to me through each one of you. Now that I'm older and have just moved into an assisted living facility, I am very aware that my needs are increasing, not lessening. Your support makes it possible for sisters like me to have the care and support we need. Now that I'm in this place of need myself, your support is even more important to me and to all the sisters in my community. So I beg you and thank you for any support you can give to this campaign. Your gift enables us to carry out our mission and to offset the retirement and medical needs of all our sisters and the priests serving this archdiocese. So please, be as generous as you can. And I thank you, and God bless each of you.